0: The Chris Perillo Show is brought to you by Microsoft Windows Media. Download Windows Media Player 10 at Microsoft.com slash Windows Media. little hook there. You
1: like that? Yeah. Well, it's going away. <laughs> so you got to fade it out because we got to continue rolling forward with the show. It's the Chris Perillo Show rolling into our second hour tonight. Toll free, 888 747 That's 888-PERILLO. Go figure, of all things. Ooh, ooh. And uh, the show, as always, tackles just about anything that has to do with life and technology. It's a technology lifestyle show. And shoes, too. No. Oh, okay. Shoes don't count. Darn. That's a completely different show. Darn. This is not it. Okay. Here, we talk about things that are related to technology. So, it's about internet. It's about business on the internet. If it's about uh, just about anything you can think of that has to do with something digital, this is where you're going to be able to hear more. So... We've already got our first caller lined up, and of all people, just just you—you you won't be able to, to guess. And you, you may have heard his voice is his sometime in in recent minutes because it's Jason or Lord Cat from Staten Island, New York, and he's actually now live on the line. Oh, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm
2: uh, I'm listening to you, Babylon, and on.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I do. It's
2: okay. Well, it's entertaining. <laughs> it's my job, officially. Oh, wow! Well, you know, see. Uh, my job officially is to uh, help people with their computers, and I want to shoot them,
1: but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. I, I, I understand. And Well, have you ever tried to give tech support to a family member? Yes, I have, and I have failed miserably at it seven times. Se- several times? Several times. What, what was the, can you remember the most recent incident? Uh, let's see, the most
2: recent incident was uh, just tonight with my mother. I uh, I tried to explain to her how to play streaming media. I had and I had the computer set up perfectly to listen to your show tonight. And all she had to do was press the play button on Windows Media Player, and she would connect and listen to the show. Oh, she wow. kept pressing the start button. Oh boy! Yeah,
1: that's a usability issue there.
2: Yes, it is. I couldn't. I I, I had to went took the mouse and had to explain
1: to her. to and.
2: That awesome. <laughs> oh,
1: busted! <laughs> busted, dude. Yeah, busted. So busted! <laughs> I love <Yep>. it. <laughs> you are so.
2: More
1: than twelve. What did well, she okay. say? Is she screaming? Oh yeah, right in my ear. Oh Hi. boy. Thank you. We're inciting riots across the world here.
3: <laughs> what did mom say?
2: Um, several times, more like more than twelve. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, that I screwed boy. up.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe we should move off of this subject. You know what? Yeah, I... let's
2: let's move off this subject on, onto the subject I wanted to talk about before I get killed. Fair enough. All she's, right. She's standing right over me. I'm
4: talking him. <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> What's on your mind, Jason? Uh, well, I um, I need him so badly. <laughs> oh boy! This is a family show. We we yeah. get everybody involved.
0: He's my technique. <laughs> oh
1: god! <laughs> Um, Anyway, the topic I wanted to talk about—yes, moving away from this, please. Help me! Oh God! Ah, uh, the wonders not. of live streaming I audio. Oh, up. you gotta love it.
0: How do I get out of this screen? <laughs>
2: oh, you gotta love my mom. I'm that was my to mother, everyone. <laughs>
1: she takes a bow. Uh, Anyway, the topic I wanted to get on... <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, I have never had very much success with uh, promoting my business online. Uh, I could... Yay, Geekstreak! Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Uh, yeah. so wait. So your your business online? Uh,
2: uh, yeah, geekstreak.com.
1: Sure, and, and most of the people who have been listening to the show have known about it thanks to you, you providing Absolutely. All, all that... <laughs> Boy. We're never going to get rid of mom, are we? Yeah, we're never so going to get sweet. rid of her. But, uh, I'm <laughs> trying to <laughs> ask a question. Down. Good
3: night. <laughs> Good night. Love you, Chris. Good night, mom. Good
1: night, mom. <laughs> night, John Boy. <laughs> oh. I bet so, he doesn't even know about John Boy. So, 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 so Geekstreak, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. So Geekstreak.com. Geekstreak.com, that's my site. I've been promoting it. Um, I've never had much success
2: in the digital world uh, with promoting a business uh, as far as getting my name out there. Well, and um, I could do it in the physical world. Uh, I was able to promote a uh, land party and got a few people, uh, more than uh, more than 50. <laughs>
1: wow, that is pretty uh, big. Yeah, which
2: is party. why I salute you and Ponzi with doing a GNOME deck, because I know it
1: could be insane. Oh, you have no idea. You have uh, absolutely no idea.
3: He has a little bit of an idea. I have idea, a little bit but, of an idea. But uh no. This is kind of crazy,
1: yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a little nutty. At best. To say the least. <laughs> so as far as uh, you know, getting the business promoted online, what have, you, what have you done to this point? Well, I've, done the,
2: uh, I've uh, tried the advertising route, uh, especially with the contextual-based ads. Certainly. Um, unfortunately, uh, it, it's been nothing but a money sinkhole, really.
1: Now, in, in terms of buying contextual-based ads, are you talking specifically through programs like Google AdSense? Uh,
2: like Google AdSense, uh, Overture, that sort of stuff.
1: All right. Uh well that that you know that's a that, that's definitely a good topic and as a matter of fact I, I know a, a few people I may be able to pull on for future shows to talk specifically uh, about optimizing uh, contextual ad campaigns cuz it's 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 a completely different realm. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, I've had success with AdSense on my site but not with AdWords.
1: <laughs> no, AdWords it, you know and, and I I've, I've only heard, you know, tips and tricks here there, you know, scattered about. Um, it, it largely depends on your your Cost per customer, your cost per acquisition, your. Uh, your cost per click. Yeah, well, that's. The cost per click, not necessarily. It's your. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, how much it costs for every customer that you acquire. So. Is it a dollar? Is it two dollars? Is it you know thirty cents? How much does it cost uh, for every customer um... that you acquire? Um, And unfortunately, I know there's a a word or a phrase, but it unfortunately is eluding me at the moment. (laughs) So you know, and that's as as soon as you have those things kind of battened down, then you would have a better idea as to uh, the success of of a a campaign that you're running through like Overture or or Google AdWords. More importantly, you know, let's, let's let's take a general approach here. What is it? about Geek Streak that you want people to know? I mean, what is it that you're trying to sell? What is it that you're trying to do with the website?
2: Well, as far as selling, um, wait, I'm waiting on this. I have a product I want to sell, but uh, I'm waiting to actually get the word out about my site and actually get visitors there. Yeah. But um, what I'm trying to do now is what I'm trying to get people uh, to realize that I have this, this great gaming content. Uh, I have a ton of it. <laughs> and I have these uh, these commentaries, these uh, uh what's the word these uh points of view that i have that i want to i want to get out there i want people to see certainly and unfortunately uh all i've been able to do so far is hit about a 1000 visitors in a month <laughs> which uh, i know for some uh, for some site like uh like a uh, uh, locker gnome that would be uh <laughs> Rather
1: appalling huh <laughs> well you know it, it's, it's everything's relative um and, and there are certainly you know things that you can do uh, in terms of increasing your your exposure online uh, and to build that audience and I know that you've got you know a blog of sorts uh, <laughs> of course. If, well, I mean that's pretty much what it is, correct yeah, okay, much. and of course, with that an RSS feed and you know that's that is your bet your best bet of you know capturing traffic. Uh, and, and letting people come back to the site if they like what they see right up front, you know you're you're fighting you're fighting a few uphill battles though. Uh, being a site that's driven on content, ancillary to that content, and really they go hand in hand is your personality, and that is the one thing that above all else is, is the most important thing that you have: your personal voice, how you write, your perspectives, everything that you put into an article. Uh, so that if someone were to look at the article, they would know, hey, right away, this is Jason. I I know his voice. He always cracks jokes about such and such, and see, he words things this way. He he comes across his personality comes across, and you know that's part. I mean that, that's 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 generally a part of, of, of writing skills being able to identify your voice, your personal voice, and how you write. And this only this this really only comes over time. There are very few people who can master it overnight. I mean, it takes years and years and years and constant refinement. But it's a, it's a part of, you know, the people who do read what you have to say, they start to identify with you more and more. The more your name gets seen, the more it's out there, the more they're going to kind of have an idea as to who you are and what you do which can work for you or in in many ways against you. And this is something that, you know, I've, you know, run into on several occasions, time and time again. I do it because I, I see the value in doing it, in branding my name and know, in and having people know who I am because of the many things that I do. But at the same time, I did one thing for so long that some people are still in the mode that the only thing I do is locker gnome. And that's not really me anymore. I mean, it's part of what I do, but, you know, I've moved on to other things that I find, you need know, to be a lot more exciting, a lot more challenging. It, it, so for instance, you know, taking my, my every Thursday night and, and, and throwing it to the world, um, is, is not something that, you know, can be taken very lightly, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And I, and I especially enjoy being able to, to talk with people in a live, uh, fashion. Um, and so I grow past, what I used to be, but some people still see me as that. And in the same way, like I, I being on Tech TV, a lot of people knew me from that, and then realized, well, who is this Chris character? And then then they they, they say, oh, well, he's been doing stuff for a lot longer than Tech TV's been around. You know, long before it, it was even ZD TV, and you know, they they realize there are many facets to my personality. But when people see you. For one thing, they tend to – they want to uh, pigeonhole you or stereotype you as this is this person and this is what they do and that's all they do. So you have to be careful as you move forward with that. But at the same time, it's also very powerful. You can establish yourself uh, as this person, as this personality, as the person who does this. Like you want to know about like unique perspectives on gaming or you want to you, you wanna hear like – yeah so episode three is out on the Xbox, but is it any good well i I wonder what Jason has to say you know you provide someone a value add um in in giving them something to identify you with, and you're going to achieve that what you're looking for and that is branding so for instance uh if if I were to just throw out their Microsoft blogger ninety nine percent of the the world is probably going to answer Robert Scoble because yeah. he's branded himself so indelibly with that 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 other brand that existing brand his name with that brand. It's it's very powerful, and it's it, it can be it's a double-edged sword. It's both good and bad. But that's where you want to be for gaming. You want to be able to move yourself into that position. So the question is, is how do you get there? Well, it takes time. I, I mean, that's unfortunately you, that's that's really the, the one thing that you have that you have going for you. Um, you know, I've been I've been doing this in general, this digital stuff, for a decade. I mean, we've been doing Gnome Dex for five years, and let me tell you, it has been. It's, it's it, at times the bane of my existence. Um, well, I, I'm not a conference guy. I, I don't coordinate conferences for a living. I didn't go to school to coordinate conferences. You know, I'm not an administrator. And without finding my, my counterpart, my, you know, equal in Ponzi, and she's able to fill in the other side, the, that other side and do it very well, then all the, the successes that I had were extremely limited. Well, now there's a lot of untapped potential in, in, in having, you know, Finding found my balance with Ponzi because there's certain things that I cannot do, and administrating is one of them. So, even in doing it for five years, and I've been at every one of them I mean, I hope I have been. um, My face has been there at least. uh, It takes time, and it's taken five years to really give Gnome Decks that presence that now. In the conversation of at least bloggers or people who you know are aware of what's going on, we are on their radar. So you know, I've got uh, I, I've got it on on Good Authority. Uh, well, an individual from CBS Market Watch has been registered for some amount of months. In fact, he just wrote something about. Uh, a possible announcement at Nomdex uh, in, really? in in today's uh, one of their newsletters. Yes, uh, and I just got word today as well that uh, a couple of folks from the BBC are going to be coming to Nomdex, mm. and this doesn't it doesn't happen. And I, this it's it's frustrating for me too because I'm an I'm an overnight, uh, overnight kind of guy. I do something. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I and think you, you understand what I'm talking about. And you want
2: you won't, won't result the next. Yeah, day yeah. You,
1: but you, I, I think you, I think you understand uh, yeah. on on so many levels. That's why you're asking these questions, but. It's, it's knowing that you have to go through that process to appreciate the process, to understand that it does take time to not just get your name out there but to establish it and to move forward with it uh, so that you've got an amount of name recognition or kind of an association with uh, another company, another brand, or a, a, you know a voice of, of – this is what you are, and this is what you identify with, and these this is your audience. This is this is who supports you, et cetera, et cetera. Years ago, I mean, this is in 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 has done this, you know, very well for a few people. Uh, Jake being one of them uh, the, the, our, our engineer slash uh, producer um, Who is We're still in action. Yeah, yeah, Who's, who's still uh, apparently flying I, I don't know The weather's kind of inclement right now uh, I don't know where Jake is at this point But he, I, I don't know if he's going to be happy or disappointed To know that we pulled it off uh, without we'll having it come. him um, <laughs> But uh, yeah You never know uh, He's cow tipping <laughs> <laughs> And uh No uh you know, Jake had, had originally started when we met, um, you know, I brought him into the locker room because, you know, we wanted to do more things at that point. You know, we were both living in Iowa, and he evolved our digital media newsletter, and then years later, you know, we kind of decided, well, you know, I, I want to go this direction, Jake wants to go that direction, and... He pretty much took that list that, that he had built with me. I mean, this is early years. I mean, it's not this way anymore, but the personality that I helped give him a voice to, he's now using, and that's that's basically, you know, paying the bills. So he's writing books. He's All the things that, that Lockernome was able to afford him in this industry, he's now able to, to use and, and live, and he, he's on his own. But all that time, all that time it took to build that in working for Lockernome, he's now able to reap all those benefits. And you know we still obviously we work together. We've got a, a fantastic you know working relationship, and you know it it's you it's know. it was it's it was a positive overwhelmingly positive experience. I could not have done the things that I was doing at the time without Jake, and most likely vice versa. Um, so for Jake to build his name, and unfortunately I you know I don't want to speak for him, but I, I am uh, since he he's an example of of you know latching onto something else that works and building a voice, and building a name, and building something, and then, you know, taking that and running. Uh, in in later years, I started working with uh, Tony Steidler Dennison after meeting him at the first Gnome Dex uh, back in 2001, and Tony, at that point, you know, it was all about Linux, and he just loved Linux, and we didn't have a Linux newsletter. I said, all right, well, then we can do a Linux newsletter, and so we launched the Penguin Shell. He just, he dove right into it, I and mean, he just did an absolutely amazing job with it. I mean, I still, I... I it boggles the mind, you know, the, what kind of information he was creating on a daily basis, and he was he was very passionate about this stuff, and you know did that for a few years, and the way our, our relation the the way our relationship worked, uh, the business model kind of shifted, so we had a we couldn't really work it out the same way we wanted to, so uh, we decided well let's try doing the penguin shawl another way, let's take on you know this kind of uh, attitude, this time of writing, et cetera, et cetera, started working with different writers, trying to do different things with that particular medium uh, or that particular channel, or it was called a newsletter at the time. And then Tony kind of went off on his own and started Uptime. I think it's uptime.net, if I'm not mistaken, which was kind of a group blog. This is right when blogs, he did this as soon as blogs were starting to take off. And that went for a while, and I don't think it still exists. I think it got melted into another uh, Linux site that was kind of a conglomeration of uh, various and sundry smaller Linux community efforts. But, you know, he was able to take his name and take, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, he built these relationships with, and he went out and did this, he, he built this, you know, identity on his own. You know, this totally Tony D- denison, Dennison, uh, or this Uptime.net. You know, he had that thing, and it took time to build, and it, it took all this energy. Uh, but you know, he was able to reap the benefits in in, in taking and spinning off of, of what he did with Locker gnome. Uh, And then you take it up to even uh, current day. You know, one of our writers, uh, and you are obviously, you know, another one of our fantastic contributors, um, which I am so deeply uh, appreciative for. Um, No, and I'm serious. I I don't. I I don't say that certainly about anybody, and I I don't let anybody into my inner circle uh, for various and sundry reasons. Uh, But uh, Brandon Watts, a young uh, a young person who was at one point a subscriber. I don't know if he saw me on Tech TV, but you know, he wanted, he wanted to write. He wanted to he, he wanted to just get his name out there, get experience out there. And so he did. And, you know, he, 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 he did it for a couple of years, and then up until recently, he had decided that, uh, you know, he wanted to try to do something else with his writing. And I was like, hey, that's great. You know, if, if I was able to, you know, provide you a channel, a mechanism to build up, fantastic. But it, all of these stories, I mean, they're different paths. They're different people. But it that time that it took to build their identity... They're able to. They're able to reap those benefits, but it just takes time, effort, energy, uh, undying, uh, undying willingness to just try something new, uh, to, to to push the envelope, uh, to do something different, and to make waves. Uh, you know, that's that's you're trying to get attention. It, you know, it, it's one thing to get slash dotted. That's great, but that's great for only like a day. <laughs> yeah, it, then it away. you know, slash dot. It's impressive. Hey, you know, hey, I, I wouldn't argue about getting traffic. I, I but was flashed on <laughs> yeah, uh, it. Yeah, certainly, it's not something that that's sustainable uh, unless you have something that that is there for someone to to, to look exactly.
2: at. Exactly, that's that's exactly what I don't want. I don't want to be. I don't want to get that one thing and then that's it. I want to try to build that up. on it. I'm starting to think that maybe uh, advertising just really wasn't the right way to go with this.
1: You know, advertising probably wasn't your wisest uh, move at this point. Now, that being said, had you a product or like an ebook or something uh, of value to to give a visitor uh, or to sell a visitor, then I would say that, yeah, advertising is is definitely a good way to go. Uh, But in terms of like getting visitors to your content, you want to attract them to you and your message and your life and your voice and – you know part of that is just you know pushing forward every day getting your name out there building that name building that identity building that brand and the the more you can you know drive people to that and that's it's a the large reason why I I've, I've turned locker gnome into a bully pulpit of sorts is to enable you know uh folks like yourself to be able to 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 have a voice and springboard off of it and and you know get you know some amount of experience or have an opportunity of of getting access to an audience that you otherwise would not have had and it's it's that's the the bottom line it's one word it's just time uh and it's 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 not shying away from controversy but at the same time um it's you not know, going
2: out of your way to create it, yeah,
1: and I, I I've, I'm guilty for doing it at, at times. Um, in, rec- in recent weeks, uh, having caused I'm kind of a free s- article, yeah, uh, you know, causing quite a stir about you know certain things that I, I Iowa. yeah, Iowa being one of them. Uh, I think uh, full text feeds being another one. And, you know, it's it's saying something that you know either no one else has bothered to say or just bringing up something that you know causes people to discuss it. You know, I posted something on Memorial Day, but. I didn't really write that. It was something that a subscriber had written that I decided to republish, and just to see, throwing it out there to see what people had to say. Some people hated me for it, and some people said, "You know, Chris, you know, it was dead on." So everyone's got opinions. It's it's how they share it, it's how they discuss things that really makes things move forward. So. You know that I say, just keep keep doing it. I mean, you've got you've got a, a model that's sustainable. You've got you're you're walking into an industry that, admittedly, there's a lot of content out there, and yeah. that makes it more important for you to keep your voice, to have your voice, to give something people to identify with. To and keep
2: that, that, that smart Alec New Yorker humor. Going yeah,
1: on. <laughs> I I say I say use it. I I say use it for everything it's worth. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 amplify it. As a matter of fact, I mean, make it stronger. Make it yours. Own it.
2: Alright. So uh hey, um I just wanna say thank you and uh I promise next week I I know this week I only use the NES sounds. I promise next <laughs> week we will have the Sid sound from the Commodore.
1: You know, oh I I I think I, I still love, Ponzi doesn't like those uh, rinky-dink video game music files, but I still have like tons of SIDs and MIDI <laughs> files. Oh, and, you have SID files? Oh yeah. Oh,
2: I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get those. Oh, from dude. Me, yeah.
1: Every once in a while on uh, on BitTorrent, you'll you'll see a, a, a tracker that's seeding like a zipped archive of SIDs and, and admittedly ROMs. Oh, which what re- I did
2: was uh, I had a setup. I just got the. I, I spent about six hours doing this, getting the music from these different games, playing the games through to the different points. <laughs> and getting the music you're on kidding! The computer. That's see now, no, no, no,
1: no, no. See now, now, Jason, you're writing your content, dude.
2: <laughs> well, I know, but that, I that's that your
1: content. You you tell people like to get your passion <laughs> of this to get the right sound was to play <laughs> well, through the game. I mean, come well, on. I
2: realized the I realized there was an easier way to do it, and it was through an emulator. and I was kicking myself in the head because I did did it for six hours, I was like, oh,
1: <laughs> God! I you're. You know what? More power to you. That's yeah, that's a story. That is a sto- I would never do that. I would never go that far. Oh. Well, well, I wouldn't say that. I probably have at some point in the past. But uh, no, I, I certainly appreciate it, and I know our listeners appreciate it, and, and certainly uh, the locker Nome audience. Appreciates Absolutely.
2: It as uh, well. Maybe one of those days I'll get uh, I'll get on the tech podcast network. <laughs> well, you never.
1: You keep pushing forward, and Absolutely. and if if, you, if you're looking for a vote of confidence, you've got mine. Absolutely. So, I, I'll, I, in fact, I'll drop Todd a line. Shouldn't be a problem.
2: Oh, and uh, um, before I go. Uh, Mom wanted to know, uh,
1: does Ponzi bake lasagna for you? Does Ponzi bake lasagna for me? I don't know why. Wait, wait, let's 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 get Ponzi's uh let's get <laughs> Ponzi's feedback on this. Does the question is uh, this is being asked by Jason's mother, who used to watch me on call for help by the way, uh, asks if you make lasagna?
3: I do make lasagna. I can't say that it is the best Italian lasagna because I use the no bake. I mean, I'm sorry, the no-boil
1: barilla uh, lasagna noodles. I, you but it know tastes it, really I, good, I, you can't tell. No, I I, I think it's fantastic.
3: My it's, Sicilian meatballs are better, though. Yeah,
1: oh, her uh. meatballs are amazing, dude. <laughs> She's She has no Italian in her at all, but her meatballs are just... Oh,
2: her, her and my father should uh, should exchange recipes, because my dad's got some nice meatballs going on. Uh, I,
1: really? I, I'd love to try new meatballs. The ones that Ponzi did, just like, what was it, a couple weeks ago? I couldn't even wait for dinner, I just kept popping them. Yeah,
3: there so weren't enough popcorn, for the man. sauce. There weren't enough for the sauce by the uh, end of the night. It's so but yeah, good. my email address is ponzi at lockernom. dot com, and I will accept all recipes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and believe me, she'll try them all too.
2: Especially the test subject,
1: Chris. For yes, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, some of them come out uh, a little. Uh, in fact, <laughs> this morning she was going to do grits, but uh, we kind of ran out of time, so I ended up with a gorilla munch instead. Grits
3: which... are the best, in Ted. Who's on hold? He's gonna to talk to you next. He's from Mississippi.
1: Oh, so he would. Ted would know about grits. Well, Ask Jason, Ted
3: about grits.
1: Jason, I gotta to talk to Ted about grits. So I gotta. All right, you go gonna
2: talk to Ted about grits. <laughs> Alright, thanks, and don't, Jason. And don't
3: forget about my recipe there.
2: I Make won't. Sure I'll, I'll, I'll go speak to my father tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right. See you, Jason. Bye. All right. Have fun. Okay,
2: Bye-bye. No
1: problem. So we're gonna flip from Jason directly over to Ted in. Uh, what did you say? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Now do you know how to spell Mississippi, Ponzi? I sure
3: do. M I crooked letter, crooked letter I. Oh, back home, back
1: I. Uh, we just lost him. Uh
3: oh, I did, and I messed did, up my spelling. Did
1: you touch you? You hung him up.
3: <gasps> oh no, I didn't. I didn't touch Hun- anything.
1: I I think you put him on the air and then you hung him up. I didn't. <laughs> Ponzi, you're the only one touching any keyboard around here, so unless the studio uh, is haunted. Okay. So if, Ted, if, <clears throat> call me back. If Ted has called, <laughs> um, he can call back our toll-free number. He's
3: calling back right now eight, in one eight, sec.
1: 888 <laughs> We're about halfway through tonight's Chris Perillo show, our first show with live callers, as long as we can keep them on the air. It's all good. We're That's, having fun. Yeah, well, of course. Now, we, we haven't had dinner yet. Do, I'm do, starving. Do you have any plans? I'm totally starving.
3: See, either going to be Dick's Burgers, which...
1: is That's a Seattle treat. <laughs> that's an institution.
3: Oh, the phone's ringing. Okay, you have to talk okay, about Dick's go Burgers. Ahead. Let All me right. see go if ahead. I can get Ted. Put
1: Ted back on the line. Boy, oh boy. You, you hire a call screener, and this is what you get. You just don't ever answer an ad in the paper. Now, actually, I should say this, and I don't know if many people know this. Ponzi and I actually met on Match.com, so I am a believer in finding love online. And uh, the way I did that, here's a little tip uh, for you, for those of you who are dating online or considering it. uh, The problem with guys dating online is that there are tons of them, and there are about 100 men for every woman online. Um, And so to make myself stand out more, I wrote my profile as if I was a computer. So the profile read something along the lines of, hey, this is Chris's computer. And I'm going to give you the skinny. While I was out, uh, to to his fuel his latest addiction, coffee. Chris is a great guy. He does this. He does that. You know, he enjoys this. He enjoys that. And I wrote the whole profile like that. And you know, I got a couple of inquiries. And one of them was, as a matter of fact, Ponzi. And uh, she she was she was uh, kind of taken aback with that whole approach. Uh, of uh, you know, talking specifically, like I was uh, uh, an inanimate object. So give that a shot. Talk about your favorite inanimate object, in, as long as it's not very offensive, in which case don't do that. So anyway, <laughs> well, I guess we got uh, Ted uh, back on the line, and I'm assuming Ted is going to be on uh, line one, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Ted? That's
0: me. Hello. Hey, you made it back. I made it back, yes I
1: did. Sorry about that. We we We've had just a few hiccups tonight.
0: That's all right. All right. Used you're, to it. That's okay.
1: you're can you pronounce the, uh, the the city that you're from?
0: I can. It's Pascagoula.
1: Pascagoula?
0: Yeah, hey, let me take this opportunity. I wanted to, you were back on a show that we're not gonna mention. <laughs> Thank you. A while back. <laughs> sure. Um there was a gentleman from Pascagoula called in. I don't know who it was, and it was mentioning something about duct tape getting a pen out with duct tape. And it just embarrassed the heck out of me, and I wanted to apologize for that.
1: <laughs> Wait, what was the question? I want to see if I remember the, this one.
0: The, the gentleman called in, and he was talking about there was a pin stuck in his uh, the connector for the printer, the uh, parallel port.
1: Ah, a cable. Okay. There was a pin
0: stuck in there. <laughs> wanted to get it out with or try to get it out with duct tape or something. I yeah. felt like, man, we ain't the red green show.
1: Uh, it's here. okay. You know what? I in fact, I remember the the funniest call I think I ever took. On the show, it shall not be named, uh, was uh, it it was it was actually a guy from Iowa, and he was sitting there, and and I I feel so embarrassed, especially if he's listening right now. But it took me it took me aback because I could see it was a webcam shot, so I could see the guy up on the screen, and he he asked a question, and then he smiled really big, and he was missing his front teeth, and I almost lost it on the air. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't. It just it took me so far back. Uh, it might be already, Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's on your mind?
0: Uh, well, look, I had this question. been having it for a while. Uh, how would I go about turning a computer into a web server so that I can host my own site?
1: Oh, good question. You've got, um, I'm assuming, a PC, correct?
0: Uh, yes, I have one in the back room not doing anything. So. Okay,
1: so it's going to be a dedicated machine. Right. All right. Uh, you've got a couple of options. You could go... Uh, the Windows route, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, because you would want to go with something very robust like a, a Windows 2000, like a, a server, which isn't very cheap, unless of course you can get it cheap. Or in, 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 I'm sure you probably would have figured uh, that something like a Linux distribution that was specifically optimized for server operations. Uh, and, and, and by and large, you know, any type of platform uh, like Linux is 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 really built for. Uh, like web server a uh, web server environment. I mean, Lockernom's web servers, every single one of them is is running either uh we've got one that's running uh, Red Hat, uh, we've got one that's running FreeBSD. Um and each one of them works absolutely well. And the reason why is because, you know, we don't use any type of Windows. So we don't interact with it in a point and click environment. We don't need to. Um not to say that you wouldn't want to, uh if if you're much more comfortable on a command line than, you know, by all means, you stay there. Uh, but I would re- I would definitely recommend uh, something like a Red Hat install uh, in, in terms of a server. Uh, and you should be able to download a, 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 fr- a free version. If you wanted to get like all the extra utilities and all the fancy stuff like support, then you would be able to purchase it from from the store. Um, but I would I would strongly recommend um, running a, a flavor of Linux, specifically something like Red Hat, which is really kind of known for being one of the flavors of Linux. Uh, that was geared towards web server environments. And you're probably going to be running like Apache, you know, quite possibly like MySQL for your database stuff. Um, if you're rendering any pages in PHP, of course you'd have, you'd have the, the, the PHP, uh, the what do they call it, a, a preprocessor um, installed on there, or, or, or commonly known as LAMP, L-A-M-P, Linux, uh, what was it? No, I've forgotten it. It's L-A-M-P, and I've forgotten <laughs> It's Linux, uh, MySQL, PHP, and the A is Apache. There we go. I knew. I knew I said an A word in there somewhere. I just can't remember which one it was. <laughs> so that would be my strongest recommendation. Um, and have you have you ever tinkered with Linux before?
0: No, I haven't. Uh, I've tried a couple of times to install it on a machine and failed.
1: Really? Well, uh, so you- I don't know.
0: if. I don't know if I downloaded it improperly or
1: what. Well, if you, if you download it, like, on uh, if your current machine is a Mac or, or, or Windows, you should be able to download an ISO or a series of ISOs and then burn it with your, your CD-burning utility. Um, and if it, if it burns correctly, then it, if, you, if you only tried it on one machine, then it may very well be the machine. It could be a hardware com- compatibility, which does happen with both Windows and Linux. Uh, when was the last time you tried Linux?
0: Oh, this was a couple of years ago.
1: Okay, well, that that actually that's good to know. I mean, if you had said like three weeks ago, I'd be a little concerned. But in a couple of years, it's really it's really come far. What you might consider doing, and this is just kind of a, a holdover, uh, just to see if 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 the system would be able to handle Linux. Um, there are a handful of what they call live CD distributions that are out there. And uh, one of them, one of my favorites, uh, there's actually a couple that are now my favorites, something called Nopix, K-N-O-P-P-I-X. Heard of it. There's also another one called Ubuntu, which is just fun to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, but both of them, I believe, have live CD. Well, Nopix, I know is a live CD, and I believe Ubuntu also has a live CD uh, installation. And what it does, you basically download this ISO file, this 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 image file, you burn it using your CD application on your operating system, and then you put it into this into any PC drive. You reboot the system, and instead of as long as you have it set to boot from the CD it won't even touch the hard drive. It'll load everything from the CD into memory. So you can essentially have Linux on a machine without ever having to touch the hard drive or doing any installation or reinstallation. So it may be a way of uh, you know, trying to see if, if Linux is going to work on this machine at all before you actually go and install something on the hard drive, something like Red Hat. Uh, but that's the one I would, uh, more than anything, uh, it's really, Red Hat was set up for, for the, doing that kind of operation. So. Well, I'll definitely give that a shot yeah, uh, yeah let me know how it goes I'm always yeah, interested hey. I always got in trouble for saying I always got in trouble for saying that when, when I was on a show that shall not be named I also got in trouble for saying Did that answer your question? Because, of course, if it didn't answer the question, then I could very well be stuck there for another three minutes. It was a a very – so I had to be very, very uh, clear and concise, uh, but I am serious. Just uh, let me know if if it does or does not work. And just be sure to reference the the fact that you called in and everything, and we'll be fine. What's that, Ted? I was going to say
0: Ponzi Ponzi wanted me to uh, mention Grits.
1: Oh, yes, Grits. She feeds me Grits all the time. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, she said. Uh, see, I'm with you. I, I like sugar and butter on mine.
1: Oh yeah. So you my like dad was it sweet? From the north. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it. I, just... I like it with brown sugar. R- uh,
0: right. My dad was from the north, so that's why I eat it like that. Now down here, typically, <laughs> they eat it with salt and pepper.
1: See now, Ponzi. And cheese. No, Ponzi. <laughs> Ponzi says cheese. I, see, she says it's sacrilege every time. Every time I put brown sugar on my grits, she just rolls her eyes. She that's can't. What, believe they it. tell
0: me the same thing down here when I eat them yeah
1: it's so true. Come on, it has to be savory,
3: not sweet,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still going with sweet, okay, hon? And it's even better when you put
3: a little bit of sausage in it. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, i, like I sausage, mm-hmm.
1: see, I enjoyed yeah. it once, but you know, I'm just not into the whole salty breakfast thing every single time I have that particular thing.
3: No, you just want sweet well, no no every no, no, morning. no,
1: no, no, wait, no. I grew up with malto meal, like chocolate flavored malto meal,
3: sweet, that's why, yeah, you so have that's... sweet for breakfast every morning, so think that bad.
0: What's that, Ted? I just turned up the volume on uh, Media Player. Is my accent that bad? It's
1: no. not bad. I love it. I miss the accent. See, now, Ted, if you and Ponzi talked for five minutes, she'd go right into the same thing. Oh, <laughs> <That's laughs> it God. It's just, it's just a natural reaction. Yeah, natural reaction. Hey. Yeah, every, every word has like 14 syllables. I make fun of <laughs> He does. So, but I love her. I love her. And That's th- all I can. No, thanks. Thanks again for your support, Ted. We certainly appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you, Chris. No problem. Right. Take care. We'll right, talk to you it. later. Bye. All right. So we, uh, yeah, we've we've been able to answer just a handful of calls, just one right after the other.
3: And guess who's next. We'll see if you can remember. I don't know,
1: because are you having issues with typing things into the keyboard?
3: Yeah, it's not working. So I've been putting what's not, it wait, in, time into video chat to try to get it to work. So I've been talking to you about who's in, in who's Yeah, I, I line, see that over there. But but I have no idea. Somehow I got you, can stuck you hit on one sticks, and it didn't work. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Hold on, peeps. I know you're like, what the heck? Uh,
1: well, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to it. See, it's not working. But All let me right. tell you. Let, let's, let's, here, let's let's just relaunch the...
3: What are you doing now? I'm going
1: to relaunch the page. But don't... I, I He's on the... Babe, he's on the line. He's not connected to your web browser.
3: Okay, Ben. If you're there, just hold. Hold tight. <laughs> What's Ben? It's Ben. How do I know that name? His name is Ben Brady. And he ben. was on Call for Help two days after
1: 9-11. No, I remember Ben. You remember Ben? No, I know. he's He's a programmer.
3: Okay, well, Ben's on the line. Wow. And... How the heck
1: did Ben find out we were doing this? I mean, I don't not know. to say, not to say that we didn't do anything to promote it at all.
3: Doesn't he have the best name ever?
1: Ben Brady. Why ben do you Brady. like the name Ben Brady, Ponzi?
3: I was talking to him about the Brady house we went into the other day. Chris and I are shopping for houses, and we went. <laughs> so we have our price range, of course, right? So we pull up all these listings on MLS, and
1: now what does that mean, MLS? Because remember most people listening to the show are not unlike you from the uh, basically mortgage it's industry. just a
3: number that every house has so so when you get ready to sell or buy a house you go online to look at them and and you can look them up by the mls listing i actually don't even know what the acronym stands for how sad is that anyway oh, that is sad um so we went into this house and we both looked at each other because we both it was heard, very brady we both heard brady
1: music in our head when we walked in and it was a great house. You know, I've met two of the Bradys. <laughs> really? Yeah, actually, well, three of the Bradys if you count Ben. Ben, are you there?
4: I'm here, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had to sit through that.
4: Hey, no, no. Hey, I, I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs <laughs> well,
1: that's good to know. <laughs>
4: hey, you know, there's, there's first of all, MLS stands for Multiple Listing Service.
3: Thank you. There you go,
4: babe. (laughs) You know, and and only programmers know all these acronyms because we have to live and die by them.
1: (laughs) So, so you, how did you know that? How did I? I, Yeah, how did you know MLS? uh,
4: Because I've written real estate software.
1: Ah, okay. So wait, what 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 software?
4: It it was just a custom package for a small real estate office that that wanted to manage some
1: things. I know. I'm somewhat familiar with it just because uh, when Ponzi and I first met, she was still involved with, like I think it was like Calyx Point was a a popular package, uh, which is quite unusable in my opinion. So hopefully, I'd imagine you did a much better job with that.
4: Uh, Well, I don't know. The real estate office is out of business.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well then, moving (laughs) along. Now, are you still still programming?
4: Oh, gosh, yes. As a matter of fact, I've been head deep in code all day today and I... I got a telephone call from a little bird that said, hey, do you know Chris? And I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, you should give him a call.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is, wait, someone knew that we were doing this? Yeah. Really? Me, like, I don't know
4: how he knew, it but was, it, he knew to call me because he, he called knows you. that I know
1: you. That's crazy. That's good <laughs> news, though. I, it's good that the word's getting out there, I tell you. Because we literally, tonight, Ben, I don't know if you knew this, We, we I mean, I've been doing this show for, for a while now online, uh, but tonight was the first night that we had like live phone calls. Well, that's so. what he said. Yes. <laughs> so you're you're on the inaugural show.
4: That's great. All I, right. You know what? I'm really I'm really glad to see that you're doing so well and that you know, life has blossomed for you after.
1: Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> after. show that shall with you. Yes. Uh, and and in fact, that's probably the last time we saw each other. Uh, was was at that point. Um, the, I think you were on to talk about was it with the, the firewalls?
4: Firewall reporting tools. Yeah. Okay,
1: and that's exactly kind of your well, at least the, your, almost your claim to fame. Uh, and, and Among might...
4: other things, I'm also a, a, an avid musician.
1: Really? Yeah. Did I know that? I don't think so. See, I knew, I knew. I mean, I knew you from at that point. I was using I was using Black Ice like years and years and years that's ago. That's right. And uh, then you developed a utility that just made it so much easier. What was it? Clear Ice. Yeah. That's right. And is it still around? I don't know yes, even, it is. Really? Are, are there? Is there still an audience that's using Black Ice?
4: Yes. The, yes. As a matter of fact, they're coming. Or the new product called Preventia Desktop. That's very, 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 uh, a lot more sophisticated than Black Ice. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be really nice when they get it when they get it out.
1: But how do you think it's going to compete against a, a service, say, like uh, what are the, uh, Microsoft's calling it, One Care? Which is supposedly like an all end-all be-all like antivirus and anti-spyware and, and and patch updating type of service, including firewall.
4: You know, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen much on OneCare. I've it's, read a couple of little articles about it in the in the trade magazines. So so I don't know how these um, uh, third-party firewalls are going to compare against it. You know, there's going to be. Uh, there's going to be, a, you know, a, an audience for that managed service type thing. But I don't, I don't see a lot of people going to that.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Now, you don't think a lot of people who already have, like, Windows installed would float to it? I mean, no. why, why would you think that would, they would stick with, let's say, an existing brand? Uh, and I imagine, you know, Zone Labs is going to continue forward as well. Oh, sure. Um, why would they go with a third-party software, you know, over, say, something that's already there like Microsoft's?
4: You know, I just don't think people trust Microsoft.
1: Which is funny, because they're the one who they have the disease and the cure, and and worse yet, <laughs> they're selling the cure to the disease that they sold you. Yeah, I, it's just I, I mean, I, 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 I can see that. I, I understand that how it's people a, could a, not trust. You
4: it. know, I deal I deal an awful lot with with seniors on their computers here in in this small town where we live, and I'm always getting complaints from them saying can you turn off this thing that pops up that says send the errors to Microsoft, you know, the error reporting? Yeah. And I say, well, why do you want to turn it off? I said, that just makes Windows better. And they said, we don't want them to know what we're doing.
1: Ah, so the the level of paranoia is actually deeper than you know most people would think. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, and imagine your development for, for the software has, has marched forward.
4: Yes, we've... Um, as a matter of fact, I've been busy for the past couple of days. There's a new federal regulation that is going to impact, very heavily uh, impact, some a certain segment of webmasters. Oh, yeah. And um, they're, they're in a mad scramble right now trying to uh, comply with this law. And so uh, an acquaintance that I met on one of the news groups that I frequent Uh, sent me a message, and and basically he asked me to help him learn how to use this particular programming tool that he had, and so I, you know, he gave me a a real brief example of what he was trying to do, and then uh, I said, okay, here's here's how you need to do it, and then he said, well, geez, you've gone, you know, far and away further than what I had thought that I was going to go. How would you like to develop the rest of it? Wow. I said, "Well, okay, I can do that." So, I mean, I've spent the last twenty hours just writing code.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: And and then he he put it up on some message boards that that webmasters frequent, and uh, he's going to make a ton of money with it.
1: <laughs> Jeez,
4: that's amazing. It is. So it- and you know it's funny you know I've been a contract programmer for more than thirty years, and it wasn't until I started writing my own software to sell as shareware that i found some satisfaction in what i do because you know as as a contract programmer if you go to work for a a company to to you know start writing code for a project that project is at the mercy of their budget and their project management team and you know a whole lot of things that you don't have any control over and so more often than not the project dies and then all that work that you put forth in terms of, you know, doing the programming, yep. never gets
1: used. No, I, I, I believe me, you're, it's, it's much the same way as building an audience and then losing it overnight. Oh yeah. I understand.
4: And so I, I'm just so ecstatic that, you know, I'm able to sit here in my little house in California in the middle of the Central Valley where there's absolutely no technology around me, <laughs> write something, put it up on the website and people use it. You know, it's like, I, I, not too long ago, about a year ago, I, I wrote a, a, a little program that allows people to manage the the Wi-Fi security for their for their wireless networks.
1: Oh, that's right.
4: And I'm telling you, the thing is going
1: like gangbusters. <laughs> now, Is that is that shareware as well? Yeah. Yeah, thirty bucks. Wow. Now, just just to get everybody up to speed. And obviously Ben and I have been talking because we know each other and we're talking like friends because I'm assuming we are, right Ben? We are, absolutely. Uh your website, exactly?
4: For for well, I have several, but the, the main one is www.firewallreporting.com.
1: Which is just a, a genius name. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it's there's there's nothing more accurate I mean Loernome is just kind of like out in the middle of nowhere, but firewall reporting you pretty much know what you're going to get and you've got a suite of tools that you've developed uh, on is I don't know was this your own programming language or did you just kind of co-opt it and it really made it your platform
4: no it's it's my my language of choice, but it's certainly not my language
1: i see I never saw anybody else who developed on is it Clarion Clarion right I'd never seen anybody else uh develop on it at least well we're a dying breed. <laughs> apparently uh and usually you know i, I, I was a shareware addict at one point in my life and i had to kind of get over it uh because of my pocketbook was taking too much of a hit um and i can as, relate as well as my hard drive too um uh you know i i uh i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of utilities and a lot of a, a lot of uh you know like delphi has got its own kind of feel to it but clarion definitely does um, absolutely it's 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 got its own personality in terms of the way a utility is presented now, in looking at your website right now, uh, you've got something that I kind of used a, a couple of years ago, a Juno Convert?
4: Yeah, that was an interesting little project. Uh, here again, we had you know one of these senior moments where I had to go and work on some senior's machine. And uh, he was using Juno, and he had all of his email addresses in the Juno address book. And he said, how do I move all this stuff over? And so I did some digging around. And I said, oh, I can write a little program to do that. And so that's what Juno Convert is.
1: You know, sometimes it's funny. You, you create things out of necessity. Uh, just just because the, the opportunity is there. And you know what? I'm telling you, that's probably helped thousands of people. That you told yourself. I mean, not to say that you know the other ones haven't. Uh, certainly. Um, in fact, I've got uh, now. I'm running at home for a while. There, I wasn't doing anything uh, in terms of a a, a software firewall. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't really used a software file, firewall for a few years but then just recently I turned it on uh with within Windows XP uh, and it looks like you've now got that covered as well uh, with the utility. Yeah, uh, I had that
4: out re- 3 days after Windows XP was released I had a firewall tool out for
1: Now, it. why would someone want to? And it's just I mean, it's rhetorical but it's also, you know, g- give you g- gives you a chance to kind of explain why it is you do what you do. Why would someone want to, to buy a utility that, that gives them information that they may or may not already have?
4: Well, here again, this goes to the philosophy of firewalls. This is the Brady philosophy of firewalls. Firewalls are great for two things, keeping hackers out of your machine and creating a ton of useless data. And so my objective with writing the XP Firewall Reporter and Clear Ice and Clear Zone and, and Clear Route and some of the other tools that we've written is I want to be able to take that data and put it into the hands of the user in a, in a fashion that would allow them to, to be able to be more proactive in terms of their security you know it, it doesn't make any sense for the firewall to just generate a ton of data and then have not be able to have the user look look at it
1: yeah to be able to scan it
4: and you know that way they can see you know where they need to strengthen their defenses you know is somebody is somebody banging on a particular port uh for for any particular reason, and then you know what what can you do to strengthen that and that was that was my whole that was my
1: whole drive so you you've not only done this for yourself but just for everybody else out there oh yeah. Because, I mean, I can't imagine you're running all these ut- all these firewalls on your machine. Which, oh, no, no. <laughs> do, 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 you, do you have, like, a robust hardware solution, or are you still uh, working within the uh, software realm as far as a firewall?
4: Well, I, I'm, I'm behind a Linksys router on the connection, but I still, uh, lots of times I'll run the machine out as a DMZ, you know, oh. when I'm doing testing of these Certainly. software firewalls collecting data and that sort of thing.
1: Now, do you think, though, that uh, if, if you were just to use a, a Linksys router itself, I mean, is that uh, taking care of, uh, you know, a lot of the nasties that could happen, that could get in? It takes care of a,
4: a lot of things, but, one you know, for example, one of the things that uh, that I found, you know, using a hardware solution like, for example, the Linksys, mm-hmm. you know, uh, lots of times we have to run instant messaging clients or or... We want to do gaming online, which means we have to open up ports in the hardware. And uh, one of the things that I've been talking about uh, with uh, Internet security systems, the people that are writing Prevent Your Desktop, is here we have a, a, a software firewall solution. And the current solutions, in order to play like online gaming, in order to play online games, let's say you're using Xbox Connect and you're connecting your Xbox through the network out so you can play with other guys. Yeah. Well, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna open up a group of ports there in your software firewall, and you're going to open those same ports up in your hardware, and then not only are you going to open up the ports, you're also going to route them to your machine. So one of the things that they're going to do with Prevent Your Desktop is automatically detect when the program that you are having the firewall monitor or allow pass traffic have it automatically close the tunnel if that program is not running. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's genius. Yeah, this is
4: one well, this was one of those things they they said, "Hey, how can we make the product better?" and that's what I told them to do.
1: <laughs> wow, that's genius. Now wait, wait. So you're talking about this is a, a next gen uh kind of version of Black Ice or is it is it really a departure from what Black Ice used to be?
4: No, no, it's it's a it's a next generation version.
1: Now uh how, how soon are we going to see this product hit the market? Probably a couple months. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Do do you think it's going to be uh not too long uh not too long before the other ones kind of play catch up to that kind of feature because that's that's that would be an amazing feature,
4: oh yeah, and, and that's what I told them this is what they should do, and they they were like real excited when they got that idea, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure every once in a while you tell someone you know like it's a sitting there like a duck on a pond, and you tell them and you know, the light bulb goes on, and it's, yeah. it's an amazing it's an amazing feeling, yeah, um it, it's the only concern that I have, I mean really about any kind of software that I run on my system, and I mean, there are certain things that I do run um, but specifically things that that could possibly interrupt the flow of things. Is uh, a performance hit? I mean, is sure. is is this something you know uh, that is is going to be? It's very useful in the sense that it only it, it detects when it's open and then it closes it when it's not. Uh, is is that something that that really is something that's going to be a resource hog or get in the way when you don't want it to be?
4: No, these guys are going to be. This whole product is geared toward gigabit and above networks,
1: so. So it's pretty robust. It's very robust, yeah. Now, speaking of, uh, maybe you do or do not know the answer to this question, but I've asked, I asked someone tonight, I needed to pick up cables, and I'm just going to start moving everything over slowly, but surely to, to gigabit. Um, I, I usually go with, a, I run standard, like a CAT 5E. Uh, someone told me, though, that I could run a gigabit uh, network over CAT 5E and be just fine. Is that true?
4: Yeah, that's true. But but if if it was me, I'd run CAT 6.
1: Okay, now why why would that be? Just better cable. I mean, in terms of quality, in terms of uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we did pick up a, a couple of. We needed to get longer cables, and so we had to go with uh, a Cat Six, um, just because of that. Um, and, and I'd imagine that's attributed to the, the quality of the transmission. Uh, more well, than how long else. is long? Uh, I think this is a Ponzi. What? How long? Hang on just a second. She just got them tonight. She she got them for the way we were going to set up the show tonight. Um, I think they're either 30 or 50 feet. Oh, that's minuscule. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I but mean, then again, you know, it's like a home network type well, of thing. Well, you can go 900 feet without any problems. Oh, wow. What now, the
3: heck am I No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Here I have to interject. 900 feet. Do you understand the problem that I have already in my house with <laughs> the wire nests? If anyone has a solution to wire
1: nests, please, please call
3: in yeah that's wi fi
1: <laughs> yeah i got well as a matter of fact uh we're we're in the process as she had said, we're in the process of, of moving, and one of the things I'm looking for is like uh basically a pre networked house um set up on uh you know cat five uh at least cat five, and most of them are set up on cat five e though um, but to be able to have that, and then uh, to be able to connect her, just getting like a PCI card sure. that's got a, a, you know G on it, and, and then she would be you know just fine, almost like she was on a LAN.
3: What's the difference so, between Cat five and Cat six again? Because it's a huge difference when I'm well, looking at homes.
1: It's it's has been kind of referred to as kind of the quality. It's the quality of the cable. And and, and it, I, I will tell you this, Ben. It's true. I mean, not all cables are created equal.
4: No, they're I, not. You
1: know, I had I had so many issues that were boiled down to crappy cables. I standardized all my cable, all my network cables. I mean, in, in, until today, um, you know, they're Cat Five E Belkin. Uh, I just all, yeah, all across the cable. board. Yeah, I I refuse to buy anything less for for network cables. And unfortunately, I, Belkin didn't. At least we needed to get something at Best Buy, and. Uh, didn't seem that Belkin had anything listed, but we ended up going with this brand, which is a, I don't know, it's a newer kind of brand. I hadn't heard about it before, but it didn't seem that bad A Dynex. Never heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of it either, so... It was
3: the only thing they had
1: available. It was, Yeah, it was the only thing they had, so I'm going to give it a shot uh, to see how well it works. Um, yeah, you shouldn't have any trouble with it. I, well, I'd imagine not. I mean, not only is it Cat 6, um, but, uh, you know, did, Belkin didn't have anything, so it's like, I'm, I'm used... Pardon me, I'm usually a bucking kind of guy. So
4: are you going to make an offer on the Brady house?
1: No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> we walked in and we walked out. It was it was very quick.
3: The views were awesome, and, but we both discussed that if we got that house, we'd have to do the whole thing. We'd have to go all the way with it. Brady oh, that'd be all. too funny.
1: Like all the way. Yeah, all the way seven. Well, you know,
4: you know what's really amazing is, you know, Ben Brady wasn't my original name. Ben Brady was my radio name. Really? And then I decided to take it legally. <laughs> and, you know... I'm also in a ton of databases all over the planet, including the U.S. Government Copyright Office database. Well, it just so happens that there's also another Ben E. Brady, who used to be the producer of the Perry Mason television show. And so I get email requests all the time (laughs) from people who do searches on the government copyright website, asking me if it's okay to do this or that with Perry
1: Mason. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe for that reason I'll just change my name to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I'm not going to change it to George Lucas, not anymore. No way. I'm running no, away.
4: Not after the so, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, huh?
1: Don't even get me started. That's a that's a completely different three-hour show. <laughs> so, Ben, no, uh, it's great to hear from you. Uh, hey, I am so posted. glad for your success, buddy. Yeah. Just no. keep it up. Yeah. Well, I'm doing my best, and, and obviously I see you're doing your best as well. We're trying to keep our head above water. It's good. It's good. Keep on keeping on, Ben. Okay, buddy. Hey, take care. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, Ben and I uh, kind of go way back. I think I featured one of his products in, in a LockerNum newsletter way back when, and uh, we kind of hit it off, and then there was an opportunity of, of bringing him in on uh, uh, an episode of, if if it wasn't Call for Help, then it was the Screensavers. I can't remember which we got him on. I think it was Call for Help. But uh, anyway, we're going to hear from Leo Notenboom next. He's going to give us some some kind of tips around podcasting, of all things, since this is kind of a podcast. So listen to that. Uh, We're going to take a a quick breather. Ponzi's going to eat a few more strawberries. And then we're going to be taking a call again. Another question about Linux. I don't know. There must be a a Linux kind of show tonight from Adrian in Phoenix, Arizona. So hang tight.
0: The Windows Media stream for the live broadcast of the Chris Perillo Show is provided by Limelight Networks. Listen to the live Chris Perillo Show in Windows Media Player. Download the latest version of the player for Mac and Windows users at Microsoft.com slash Windows Media.